good morning and thank you for joining me once again as we uh, continue to make our way into this read through uh, the Bible devotional series. Uh, we have made our way to chapter 25 of the book of Deuteronomy and so we'll be looking at chapters 25, 26, and 27 uh, today. And so uh, as I've done in the past, we will say uh, make a comment about each chapter, just things to look for, what's going on, and then uh, say uh, a little more uh, about a, a smaller portion uh, within these three chapters. And so uh, chapter 25 uh, deals with uh, crime and punishment. Uh, and uh, under the Old Testament law, uh, there, there really wasn't much in the way of providing for some, what we would call incarceration or jailing. Uh, that's a rather uh, modern concept. It certainly hasn't worked. And possibly we might look at some of the ways uh, that uh, God prescribed to deal with those that violated God's law, that violated the standards uh, imposed upon uh, the community. And so uh, we see a, a, a case of, uh, again, a way to punish wrongdoers uh, that uh, uh, allowed crime to be dealt with in such a way it didn't become a burdensome thing uh, to the victim, to the society, or to the perpetrator of, of the crime. And so that's uh, quite an interesting discussion and probably worthy of further thought. Uh, uh, then we get into the uh, section in verses 5 through 10 that deal uh, with uh, the, what we call a, a Leverite or Leverite marriage. Uh, we see that most prominently on display in the book of Ruth uh, in uh, Boaz making claim uh, to Ruth by, by virtue of this particular uh, concept. Again, the idea uh, being to perpetuate a family, to uh, to keep uh, the, the family uh, uh, land inheritance intact by keeping it within the family uh, through uh, marriage. Uh, then a, a, a warning about uh, just measures. There's so much concern in our day and time about uh, uh, justice uh, of all types. You hear social justice, economic justice, uh, even uh, food injustice and so forth and so on. Uh, but again, the, uh, we, we can't deny that the Bible has a concern uh, for acting uh, justly. Uh, and that is one way we love our neighbors, is by uh, acting justly. Uh, then uh, a, a word about how to deal with uh, uh, the enemies of the nation, uh, the, uh, the uh, descendants of Amalek. Uh, then chapter uh, 26 goes into some specific issues related uh, to worship and to offerings and to tithes and various things that are going to be uh, prescribed by God for uh, that uh, community. And uh, then in chapter 27, uh, the command uh, to set up commemorative stones and on those stones to uh, inscribe uh, uh, on one stone uh, the curses of the law, Mount uh, Ebal, and on Mount, Mount Gerizim uh, to inscribe uh, the blessings. And just a reminder uh, that uh, uh, we, we want to live uh, within the, uh, the covenantal boundaries. Uh, there's that which God blesses and there's that which God curses and He is very clear uh, about uh, uh, which is, is which and defines them uh, for, uh, for us. And so uh, back in uh, chapter 26, uh, verses 16 through 19 is what I want to deal with uh, just uh, uh, very briefly this morning. Uh, in chapter 26, verse 16, This day 
the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and rules. Uh, you shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes and His commandments and His rules and will obey His voice. And the Lord has declared today that you are a people for His treasured possession as He has promised you and that you are to keep all His commandments and that He will keep you in praise and in fame and in honor high above all the nations that He has made and that you shall be a people holy to the Lord your God as He promised. Now, uh, this Old Testament nation of Israel, the Old Covenant people, they lived under uh, the terms of, uh, uh, of a unique covenant made uh, with them, uh, uh, inaugurated, established at Sinai, uh, uh, the prominent feature uh, being uh, God's law, and uh, it was the basis upon which they would know the temporal blessings of God uh, through uh, land and progeny and prosperity. And so, uh, uh, but yet it, it seems to me that, that all of those temporal promises uh, foreshadow the greater promises that are ultimately fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, in, in a very real way, uh, these Old Covenant uh, people, the, the Old Covenant Jews, uh, were the people of God. Uh, but yet there were certainly those that were ethnically and culturally and even religiously in some sense Jews uh, that were not truly the people of God. Uh, they were only uh, nominally involved uh, in what God uh, was doing. But there's coming a, a true people of God, the New Covenant people, the church, uh, which are uh, by the very definition of their inclusion, the, the very powerful work of the Holy Spirit through the proclamation of the gospel, they are genuinely the people of God. Uh, they are the people uh, that are set apart. They are the, the treasured people. Uh, they are the people holy uh, to uh, the Lord. And so certainly uh, we see uh, in, in, in a shadow way, in a foreshadowing type way, uh, this uh, relationship uh, with Israel. Uh, and uh, uh, we see the conditions through which Israel was to, to prosper, was to flourish, and again, the conditions that would bring about their demise and their judgment. And we also see hints of what God is ultimately going to do in the church. And it's quite interesting that the, some of the Old Testament writers, particularly I think Peter, but, but Paul as well, look back on some of this phrasing of, of uh, the, uh, the holy people and the treasured possession and say, this is now the identity, the reality of the church. And so we can see uh, that the church is certainly anticipated uh, throughout all of the instructions and all of the laws and all the types and all the shadows uh, that we see uh, in the Old Testament. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.